If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to Luke chapter 1. When I was a boy, about uh, four years old, five, maybe five, uh, we were at my grandparents' house in Indiana, and uh, my, my grandparents lived on a state highway just off of it, I mean, a little ways off the state highway. And I was playing one day in the front room, and I saw the mailman come up and deliver the mail out to the mailbox at the highway. And my dad was there, and I, I said to him, I said, the mailman just came. Can I go get the mail uh, for Grandma? And he looked at me, and he said, no, you cannot go get the mail for Grandma. That's a, that's a busy highway. You're too young to do that. We'll get it for her later. You don't go get the mail. And so uh, a little while goes by, and my grandma came in the room. My dad was in the other room. And I said to my grandma, I said, Grandma, the mailman came. Uh, Can I go get the mail for you? And she said, sure. (laughs) Go get the mail. So I truck on out to the mailbox, and I get the mail, and I come in. And when I come in, guess who's in the living room? (laughs) My dad's in the living room. And he says to me, uh, what did you do? I said, I went and got the mail. He said, I told you not to do that. And I pulled out my trump card because, you know, grandma's trump dads, right? (laughs) And I said, grandma told me it was okay. So I thought that would shut him up. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) He and I had a discussion at that point in time about who the most high voice was in my life. And what I learned in that moment is if I did what he told me to do, he would always have my back. And if I didn't do what he told me to do, he would have something else. And we came to an understanding about whose voice I was supposed to pay attention to as I grew up. That's an important lesson in life, isn't it? I want you to stand with me and open your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. I want to read it beginning at verse 28. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of God of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Father, we thank you for your word and your revelation to us today. I pray you'd open our hearts to you. Father, let every heart here be open to you. Let us hear you and receive you and walk in faith. Let us be encouraged and strengthened and let us be drawn to your love. Touch us today, we pray, Lord. Be merciful to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. To make this Christmas time uh, really special, we've been challenging you to take some time to meditate, to think about the glory of God as he has revealed it to us through the Christmas story. God's glory is revealed in his creation as we walk through this earth. It's revealed in his wisdom as we see how we're to live and to treat one another. It's revealed in his power. 
that he shows in our life as he gives us freedom and health. In the, in the Christmas story, there are many dramatic parts of the story. None as dramatic as an angel showing up to a poor girl in Nazareth. She was betrothed, that's somewhere in between what we would consider engagement and marriage. She's betrothed, legally bound to this carpenter, but they have not been actually married at this time. They're not living together at this time. And as God has shown throughout all of Scripture, he has looked past all the settings of man and all the positions of man And he's identified this young peasant girl as having the special qualities that he favors. And he's going to use her and transform her life. She's going to be with child. Now we sit here today looking at this side of this story with Mary. Mary was living the story. Mary in a small town with some pretty high standards is going to suddenly be known as the pregnant girl in town. Not married, betrothed. Joseph saying it's not his. And all kinds of things are going to stir. This story would stay with Jesus throughout his lifetime. Towards the very last week of his life, he would be challenged by the Pharisees. Weren't you born in sin? The story has carried on. They know that something unexpected has happened here. But God is telling her, God is saying to her, listen, daughter, I am the most high God. And no matter what the world says to you, No matter how the world talks about you, you are highly favored with me. That's the place we want to live. We want to live in this place where we are favored by God. The son, this baby that's going to be born in you will be known as the son of the most high. This is a common title for God throughout the Old Testament. It's a common title for God throughout the New Testament. The son of the most high God. Over the years, I've spoken with, uh, with men, sometimes going through issues in maybe their workplace or maybe in their family or uh, with some friends. And I've had men look at me after we've talked and say, Pastor, uh, that, that may work in your world, but I live in the real world. That doesn't work in the real world. I understand what they're saying. I, I, I get it. I can see their point. They live in a world many times outside the right and wrong of the kingdom of God, outside of the order of God. And at times, we live in this present, as we live in this present age, the church world, our world, can seem pretty small. And that's not just true of the church world. That can be true of our community. We can think we're pretty, we don't have much influence. We can feel the same way about our job or about our families. That can be true in any realm of existence that we live in. When we look at the big picture of things going on in the world, 
our influence and our power can seem tiny. We can watch armies march and powerful men of influence make decisions over the life and death of many people and armies invading and powers that be and our power can seem pretty small. We can watch political titans clash and argue and fuss and fight with each other and threaten each other and our opinions at times can seem pretty pointless. Cultural movements can sweep across a generation and we may feel left behind and rejected. Our words as we talk even to our friends, our teaching as we talk even to some of our relatives may be rejected as out of step, antiquated, unimportant, dismissed and rejected. We can feel like we are on the outside at times looking in. But Christian, don't forget, the moment you gave your life to God, he tattooed on your soul an eternal tag, property of the most high God. Men and women can arise and have great influence. They can have sway on the events of a generation. But all will answer for their decision someday in the court of the Most High God. The great of the earth and the small of the earth will stand before him someday. And every word and every action will be accounted for because he is the Most High God. All followers, of, as followers of Christ, we have to recognize, we understand that this earth is temporary. Our existence here is but for a, a moment in time, but eternity is before us, and we are servants of the Most High God. The world may not understand our decision. The world may not understand where we're coming from or what has happened to us, but we have favor with God when we walk in obedience to the Most High God. Whether we are accepted or rejected, honored or despised, loved or hated, we live under the orders of the Most High God to whom all men will answer. And at the end of the day, there's no voice that is higher than His voice. There's no authority that is higher than his authority. There is no one to obey that is more right to obey than he is. It's easy to get impressed by the high powers of the day, to be awed by them, to seem small against their power and their influence. But as you obey God, you are under the orders of the Most High God, and someday his courts will be open to you, and you will stand before him. And when you come to those gates of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is going to swing open for you because you have the seal of the Most High God upon your heart. When we submit to his will and the world rejects you, You've answered the call of the Most High. When you give to help the world that, that as we choose to live in the, we, we choose to live in the economy of the Most High. When you serve others, you choose to follow the leadership of the Most High. When you treat things and people 
with him in mind. You live in the culture of the Most High. When you lift your heart in prayer, you get access to the Most High God. See, friend, the Christian's connected. We have connections above every other connection. We're not on the outside looking in. They're on the outside playing in the traffic. We are under the protection of the Most High. And the day is going to come when all accounts will be settled. And those who have followed and answered him will be the ones who are protected. Today, we are the servants of this God. We march with his badge upon us. We have the force of his will behind us. We are not helpless. We are not outgunned. We are not outmanned. We are not outmaneuvered. We have a direct line to the Most High God. He sees us. He's with us. He hears us. All we've got to do is come before him. He's promised to be with us forever upon this earth until he comes in his fullness to be with us. This world, this real world, that we live in today isn't the real world. The real world lasts more than 70 years. The real world is not temporary, it's eternal. The real world is not about honor from men, but the real world is about hearing well done from the most high God. Every other power, every other force, every other influence, will bow before him someday and have to confess he is Lord. Every president, every prime minister, every dictator, great or small, in the eyes of the world will stand before the most high God someday. Every court, local or supreme, every board, corporate or school or local or church or private or public, everyone will someday stand before him. No vote will dismiss him. No army will overthrow him. No power will conquer him. No force of nature will destroy him because he is the most high God. He is the most high power upon all, of all things that we see and that we know. Our voices today have authority and power because we have access to the most high. Are you going to walk in that access? Are you going to have faith in that access? You're going to try to pull a trump card out and say, well, God, I know you said it this way, but all my culture said it was this way. You're going to learn who the most high voice is. You say, well, well, God, I know you said it's this way, but, you know, this happened to me and that happened to me and this person treated me this way, so uh, it's okay for me to be different than that. Or are you going to listen to the voice of the Most High? Listen. If we can learn, learn that lesson, his voice, his voice is the Most High. It's, it's the Most High over my voice, over my will, over my desires. When I come to him, I submit my life to him. This is one of these key things that we learn as Christians is to lay our life before him and to submit our life, our desires, our wills, our plans, to submit them to him because he is the most high God. 
Sometimes people will answer me about suffering. And I'll give you one of the answers about suffering we see in the world today. Suffering is a revelation of our condition. Suffering is a revelation that we are not under living under the authority of the Most High God. The suffering itself calls us to look for healing. But on our own, healing is, is hopeless. Our condition is caused by our brokenness. We can never come to the unity while mankind is broken in our desires. We will always have conflict with each other. There will always be pain on this earth. The pain should drive us someplace. It should drive us to the Most High God. To lay down our wills, to lay down our desires and say, God, you are the one we will follow. When a person does that, he begins to come at peace with himself. When a family does that, the family begins to come at peace amongst themselves. When a church family does that, a church family begins to walk in the unity of God's spirit. When a nation does that, a nation begins to experience the blessing and the power of the Most High God. But wherever we reject his voice, that, that, that confusion will come into our spirits. For 2,000 years, the Most High sent his Son to this earth to heal us and to set us in a new kingdom. That's why we can't just accept him kind of mentally as, oh, he's Jesus, the, the Son of God, but that this acceptance re requires conversion. It requires that we repent of our ways and turn to his ways. It requires that we accept him as the Lord of our life because he is the most high God, which means he is over our own desires and our own, our own wishes and our own longings, but that we submit them all to him and we say, you are Lord, I will follow you no matter what the world says. Listen, until he comes again, there's always going to be this conflict between those who see him as the most high God and those who want to put him on a lower tier. Those who want to eliminate him. There's always going to be those who aren't going to understand. There are always going to be those who want to deny his power. There are always going to be those who want to live another way and want us, want to force us to live under their voice instead of us living under our voice. That's always going to be, but God will be with us like he was with Mary. He will be with us if we choose to live under his authority. He is the most high God. That's why we have to pour our whole hearts out to him and surrender to him. The glory of Christmas is that the most high has moved in our behalf and we now get to come into his kingdom. But we don't come into that kingdom with pride. We don't come into that kingdom with arrogance. We don't come into that kingdom telling him how things should be lived. We come into that kingdom humbly submitted to him. Amen? Amen. And as you walk in this earth, no matter what the world does to you, Christian, remember, you are a child of the most high God. Let's stand and give him applause today. Lord, we glorify you today. You are the most high God.
Father, today we realize and we accept the fact that you are the most high. There's no power above you, no power of man that is right before you. Your voice is the one that needs to be obeyed. Father, there's no power and and understanding in our own mind and our own soul that is greater than you. I pray for anyone here today who's been discouraged, Lord, that they would re- that today they would capture this truth, that they have access to your throne room. There may be forces and things moving against their life and against their family. They may recognize forces moving in our nation, and it can seem hopeless. We can see out man- seem outmanned and outmaneuvered, but you are the most high. And if we'll do what you say, will be favored and blessed. Lord, let us not bow to the will of our own spirits, our own flesh. Let us not bow to the powers of the day. Father, give us strength today not to be over, to walk in a sense of being overwhelmed by some force that is against your perfect will in our life. Let us remember every day that you've you've tattooed on our hearts that we are property of the Most High God. Father, today as we do your will and as we walk in obedience to you, we know we'll walk in your favor and in your blessing in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. What about you, sir? What about you, ma'am? Have you come to him humbly? Have you submitted your heart to him and said, you're the most high God. My own will, my own desires are not what's supposed to rule me anymore. Giving into this world is not what's supposed to rule me anymore. I'm supposed to follow after you. Have you done that? Have you asked Christ to come be the Savior of your life and the Lord of your life? Listen. It's the only way to heaven. It's the only way to be blessed. It's the only way to stand before God and hear, well done. say, Pastor, I want to make sure my heart's right with God today. I want to submit my life to Him. I want to recognize Him as the Most High. Just raise your hand right now and just say, Pastor, pray for me right here today in Jesus' name. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else today? You'll raise your hand and say, pray for me. God bless you. Others today. Others today. God bless you. Most important thing you'll ever do in your life. Anyone else today? You'll raise your hand and say, pray for me. Pray for me. Amen. Let's all pray this prayer together. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I put my faith in Jesus to be my Savior. I put my trust in Jesus to be my Lord. Now I ask you to help me to live for him who died for me. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask a couple of our prayer, Bob and Stacy and a couple to come and uh, stand over here on this side right now. Yeah, the Fleeners are coming. And if you raised your hand in just a moment, we're going to have all the prayer teams come. And if you raised your hand there or you needed to, Uh, I want to invite you to come over and see one of these couples and talk to them.
We got some things we want to give you that's going to help you. The, here's what the, the, what the Bible says. Jesus warns us that the enemy, when we get this seed in our heart, that the enemy comes to snatch it away. We want to make sure the enemy can't snatch it away. We want to give you some things that you can build on this week that will help you in your walk with God. So you come over and, and see them. I'm going to ask the rest of the prayer teams to come on down right now. And we're going to sing this song. And if you're going through anything in your life, I want to remind you, health, emotional, decisions, you serve the Most High God. And He's told us that when we pray together, He answers our prayer. We love you. Go, on this, go from this place with this knowledge in your heart. We are children of the Most High God. Amen? Let's worship Him today.